Welcome to Obey Your Strengths with Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, Kathy Kirsten. I would like to welcome Greta Brooks to the Obey Your Strengths podcast. She is the founder and CEO of Sales Boost, a training platform that provides on-demand micro-learning to increase the effectiveness of hotel sales teams. Greta is a proven leader in the hospitality industry with over 30 years experience running three global sales organizations. She has led award-winning hotel sales teams and earned numerous sales and service awards. She developed Sales Boost after years of searching for the most effective sales training for her teams and not finding it in the marketplace. At that point, she went from hospitality sales leader to tech startup founder. She is both a strengths evangelist and practitioner as she is building a strength-based employee culture at Sales Boost. Well, welcome, Greta. I'm so glad that you're here on Obey Your Strengths. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to talk about one of my favorite topics. Yes. Well, my pleasure. You know, I've gotten to watch your company grow over the last year, and I have loved some of the strength-based activity that you have done with your clients, but also inside your business. So I can't wait for you to share some of your stories with our listeners. Greta, I start out every podcast asking my guest to share what your top five signature themes are, and if you could tell us a little bit about how each of your top five manifests itself in you. Oh, lovely. Well, my top five themes are first, relator. Second is strategic. Third is competition. Fourth is self-assurance. And fifth is achiever. Mm. And some of these were not surprising after I did my strength finders. And this is about um, a year and a half ago, actually, when I f- took my first strength finders. Okay. And so as a relator being my top strength, which I would not have guessed, but if I tell people my strengths, they normally say, oh, yes, I can definitely see that. So this one is really important because I'm technically an introvert. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's why this one shocks me a little bit. But when I read more about it, that they find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends to achieve a goal, and then one of the personalized strengths that makes me stand out, I agree. I am most gratified by individuals who want to improve personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. So it notes in Relator that I would be a good trainer or instructor because I do take cues from others and I like to detect those subtle and not so subtle emotional cues. Um, so I like the challenge of turning people around or relating to them or understanding their thought process. But most importantly, I think the last thing I just said was I am gratified by individuals who want to improve personally and professionally because that's what's really exciting to me. So no wonder I have Sales Boost as a <laughs> company. <laughs> it's a perfect fit. <laughs> well, I can see connections to your relator, your strategic, your achiever. Tell me a little bit about competition and self-assurance. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, strategic makes perfect sense. But the competition side is what really, I think that's one of the things that really has always driven me. So I had this big box of awards that I would cart around. And every award that I ever got, including the award for being the best, what do you call those people that uh, check the walkway before kids can walk across the street? So, <laughs> Crosswalk I, person? <laughs> We got a, you got an award I, for that? 
I keep every award. Kathy, I am so proud of every award I get. And my husband noted to me, he said, you know, most people don't carry that junk around. They let it go. And I'm like, oh, no, I've earned this. So <laughs> competitors, com people with that competition as a theme, strive to win first place and revel in contests. So I thought, wow, this is really interesting. I want to dive more deeply into this. So it says that you probably register for the most difficult rather than the easiest classes. That was me. When I was in school, I, or in any environment, if I didn't know anything about the topic or it was a stretch, I would take that course. I wouldn't go for an easy A. Uh, I didn't figure out later to get into, you know, a really good uh, an Ivy League school that I would need to have impeccable grades. So, but I want, I wanted to push myself and strive to be the best performer, but also to just push myself to my ultimate. And so it is very interesting. This also notes that I like to be top performer. Um, it definitely pushes me in any situation. I can also be the double-edged sword here. I can be a very annoying uh, game player. So I like to win. and I will put everything into it, which can cause annoyance with people who are not overly competitive. So <laughs> well, thank you for sharing some insight into how those manifest themselves in you. Hey, tell us what led you to leave a 30-year career in hospitality to launch a startup in the tech industry. You know, I think um, at some point in your career, you have some great ideas that pop into your head that if you're a natural problem solver, which I am, and I think most of us are in a leadership position, especially being strategic, that's one that probably people of that theme probably have the entrepreneurial spirit because they see how things can be done a little differently. Um, so I just found a gap and found something, and I found something that needed to be fixed, and I couldn't find a way to, or an opportunity that would make sense for us, for our industry. And so training and development is so important to me. And I saw a gap between the in-person training and the training that really happens, that's the most productive, and that is the practice and rehearsal and um, being prepared for when you communicate or when you go in front of uh, customers. So currently today, in today's environment, we practice a lot on real-life customers. And most of us have been customers of in many different ways, in a restaurant or in a hotel or different places or on the phone with customer support. And you just wish they had a little more training. And so I found the gap, and then I just decided that it was the right time in my career and the right time with the people that I knew around me that would help support this business and saw that it would be a good benefit as well for their organizations. And so I made the leap and dove into it. So, How much of a role did your self-assurance play in that decision? It sounds like the circumstances were all right, that the components of you knew you'd have support, you knew that this was a good time in your career, but did you have just this internal um, knowing that this was going to work? I did. I did my evaluation. So it, I don't think self, I think self-assurance is one of those things that people can see that. And I thought it was at first too, that people just run off and do things that they think are right, excluding what others think. Mm -hmm. So self-assurance for me was one of probably the, the most challenging of my strengths to understand at first. And as I understood it, and you gave me the guidance and said, oh, yes, this makes perfect sense. Um, it does provide me an inner compass. 
and a compass that I think most people around me have seen or understand that I am confident in the decisions that I make, but that's only because I take the time to investigate and I have a good plan and an understanding of, of why I'm making that decision. So it's not just a, you know, knee jerk reaction or I, you know, just running off and doing something. Um, Self-assurance I think is one of those things that I am, I am exhilarated by learning and studying and being an individual performer but I also really like to share my ideas uh, with coworkers, colleagues, teammates. Again, it goes back to the relator side of it. But I do trust my own judgment. I listen to others and I take in what they say, but I garner those most important pieces. Um, so it either confirms or dissuades me from uh, that path. So I usually get a very large swath of input before I move forward. Even though self-assurance and people with self-assurance feel that their decisions are right, it's the investment that you make into making sure that a uh, decision is the right way to go. But I think it gives me a great deal of confidence. And I think confidence is one thing when you're building a business and you're an entrepreneur or you're a leader, that self-assurance is a muscle that you should focus on because that, that gives people around you your team members, your customers, your colleagues, um, they gain confidence and they want to be part of it. So I think it's, a, it's definitely a driving force in, in our current success and just probably in my success in general. I just didn't know a lot about it when I was younger. You know, you make a terrific point around self-assurance helping add to the confidence level around what uh, for your for your teammates about what direction you're moving in. So your self-assurance provides that. And you know, I've seen you use that as you are intentionally building out the culture of Sales Boost. And I also think about your top five, Greta, where you have competition and achiever. And when I see those two strengths in combination with each other, I know, whoa, look out, this person is driven, you know, internally driven, intrinsically driven, that's the achiever piece to accomplish more than they've done before. And the competition piece is driven externally to other measures outside of yourself. So I think that has played a lot because your organization has grown pretty fast. Can we talk about your culture a little bit? Oh, I'd love to. Okay, yeah. you're building a strength-based culture from the very beginning at Sales Boost. What was it about that when you set out to build your team and you were even, it was just you, right? And then you added one or two people pretty quickly on. Like, tell us the story about how you added team members and how, how you're embedding strengths. Oh, it's one of my favorite topics. And I try to share this with others because I think if you can start at the beginning you're answering the question why and you're building out a team figuring out who's going to help you grow the business at what stage and sometimes at certain stages you need people who can do one thing really well when you're building a business in the very beginning you need to find people that are willing to do anything and learners and people who are multi uh uh, faceted and they have some various strengths that they can bring to the table that uh expand on yours. Mm -hmm. So when I first used strength finders with my team and you were there for our launch, yes, we found um, rather quickly that we had a deficit because we didn't have we had a lot of influencing and a lot of relationship building and a lot of 
strategic mindset, but the execution was missing, was lacking. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and we were fe- and we were feeling it, Kathy. So we felt it because we were had all these ideas, but then you have to make them happen. So then when we hired folks after that, we looked for people that could help us achieve with more executing strengths. So or achieve our goals through those executing strengths. And so that was really critical and such a powerful way for us to build this business so that we weren't hired because oftentimes we hire ourselves. We hire a mirror image of ourselves almost. We look for the same strengths uh, because that's what we're comfortable with. And when you're looking at building out a team, you really have to make sure that you have a piece of all of the components of strengths. So you get as many of the 34 as you possibly can, especially in the four quadrants that are, are critical to making a successful team. And then in addition to that, I think the other part of it was that I think is and so important is everyone on the team should be self-aware and bring their best self to work. And that's a big, um, uh, just a huge theme for us in building out our team. So the building of it and why we use it with our team members is if I am a leader, I'm more self-actualized. I'm going to bring my best self to work every day. I'm not just going to be reacting. I'm going to be able to moderate my strengths dig down into my bottom strengths and pull those out and use them if I need to and speak to it. And then I, we as a team all do that together as well. So it's a really complementary to building a team, to re-energizing a team and for being a really good leader. You know, you, you talked about finding the right partner or, or finding someone to fill the gaps. Who has existed for you, Greta, maybe currently or in your past to help lead you to be success? Who has who has existed as a partner to give you strengths that perhaps you were lacking in? You know, I think in the past, I've had some fabulous coaches. In fact, one of my past bosses and coaches just joined our organization. So wow. I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> that's a win. Miss um, Competition, that's a win, isn't it? <laughs> Add win, <on> win. <laughs> yes. Awesome. And what did they provide Um, to you? And what are they going to provide to you now that they're on your team? So one of the things that I looked for, well, I'm going to start in the very beginning. Okay. My my self-assuredness probably kept me from finding mentors in the very beginning. Oh, what a great point. What a great point. Self-assurance people, listen up. (laughs) Listen up. Listen up. Everyone needs a coach. I thought I had it all dialed in, and most young people do, but mine was probably extra potent because of that, I would Mm -hmm. say. And so when my parents would describe me as independent, and you just know what you want, and they would describe me in that way, I didn't quite understand, and I appreciated it, but I didn't understand what that meant. And then when I received feedback, either positive or negative, I wouldn't necessarily listen in the same way that I do today. Um, So as a young person, I wish I would have understood how to utilize a mentor and a coach and uh, invested in that. But I eventually did. I found that I didn't have someone to lean on as much as I needed to to give me that critical feedback. And so I stopped running and avoiding situations that were conflicting to my views or that would uh, cause me to 
think and contemplate a little bit more about my techniques or my skills or my experience. And so I started really from the beginning all over again and said, okay, I'm going to invest and find mentors that are going to challenge me, that are going to drive me, that are going to make me better at what I do. And so I took a completely different approach to finding a mentor and coach in organizations, um, outside organizations in my personal life. And so I took this as a a really big opportunity to make sure that I was maximizing everything that I was doing because I realized that I could keep running around and avoiding situations um, and going towards ones that I thought made sense, but it certainly would be better. uh, I would be better suited if I spent time uh, investing in mentors and coaches. And then in addition to that, I then became one, and now I like to coach and mentor others, and it became a skill set that I cultivate to this day. I just think it's one of the most important things to do to give back um, and create a new group of young people or even not young people that can offer that up to others. So I like to teach people how to coach as well. Yeah, as a a side note to this conversation around building a a training platform in sales and and creating a strength-based culture, I have seen and and met many of the people that you have mentored, and you've given them the gift of strengths coaching to help them build self-awareness whenever they are either moving through transition to a new job or applying for a job or just trying to perhaps do some reflective exercises to figure out what their mission is. And that's really a tribute to you and in your valuing of this individual and helping them become who they're meant to be. So it's been cool to see how you've done that with many different folks. Thank you so much. The Strength Finders really provides, it is such a potent um, coaching tool and mentoring tool because when you can speak to something that is true and it is who what people value and who they are, then your conversations are so much more transparent and so much more honest. And uh, you're having more of a real, real conversation with someone versus what I think I should be doing or what I want to be doing. It's more designed around what's what's in it for that individual. So, mm-hmm. And it's a great positive way to address critical feedback feedback of how you can grow differently, how you can, um, maybe some some strengths are getting in our way, and then understanding how that strength is holding us back and how to figure out a way to utilize it so that it's more in a strength zone versus something that's in the way of our productivity as a weakness. You're right. It's a, it's a really neat framework. You know, I love that you have started out building this as as strength-based organization at Sales Boost. Tell me a little bit about how you have used strengths as a, a tool in your consulting practice that you've done with different sales organizations. Yes, yeah, so I love sharing uh, strength finders, especially when something works and something can be used and it's a very valuable tool to an organization as it has for us. I'd love to share that. And so there was an organization here in the DFW Metroplex that was trying to create a cultural transformation. And they had been doing things the same way for 30 years and were successful. And then competition came in and they had to really address, we need to step things up, we need to do things differently, and we want to reset. We want to act like we're building this business from scratch. And I said, fabulous, I'd love to be part of that. 
first and foremost, I recommend that we start at the beginning and use strength finders to understand who your team is, uh, what they're about, giving you that valuable insight. In addition, you're giving your team valuable insight to their leaders, to their colleagues, to their coworkers, and most importantly, to themselves. And that was such a gift to this day, and this has been about a year now that we've um, been working with this client. They absolutely love it and now have incorporated strength finders and strengths into their organization and use it on a daily basis. So better understand good fits for positions. They understand when they're looking at hiring folks um, for different levels within the organization. They understand those that maybe could be on a more ramped up development plan for leadership because they have some natural leadership skills. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, they couldn't understand why some of the some folks were not doing so well or would complain or had some challenges with things. And we looked at the strengths, we realized that some of them were really simply in the wrong position. They weren't utilizing their strengths. And when they spoke to them about, hey, your strengths are this, and we do have some other openings, or when we do, would you be interested in that? They were ecstatic about being able to work within their strengths. And it was an aha moment to us and to everyone else when these individuals were not told you're not succeeding in your role. And instead, the conversation was geared towards this is where you're going to be most successful and feel good about what you're contributing. That completely changed. It was a major cultural transformation just within Strength Finders. So we're very excited about that. And it's um, it's just a, a winning combination of and a great starting place for resetting your culture. That's amazing. That's Resetting your culture is hard work, and it takes a long time. Uh, so what a neat intervention activity to do where it starts from a positive place, right? Because disrupting your own work can be scary at times and create some ambiguity. But this is a really neat example of how an organization is being intentional about starting from a, po- a place of positivity, a place where we're focusing on what's right with people versus what's wrong with the organization. So this that's a really cool story. Thanks for sharing that one. Yeah. When you think about uh, the growth of Sales Boost in the future, tell us a little bit about, you know, your vision for what Sales Boost will become. Our ultimate vision for Sales Boost is to be the platform that accelerates the performance of team members, um, team members that communicate with other people in many different ways, whether you're a salesperson or your customer service. But as a frontline team member, we see that Sales Boost is really going to provide a benefit to the organization and to the individual. Because when people can become more confident in their skills and their abilities, then they're going to perform better overall. Again, when I spoke about I avoided conflict, you know, you can see a lot of people changing, but they don't necessarily know why they want to make the change. So Sales Boost is very complementary to Strength Finders because we're all about creating a positive environment to develop yourself and maximize your opportunities and do so at your own pace and um, your own self-awareness. So mm, I love that. I love the whole idea of growth. I mean, that's what Strengths Finder helps you do. Uh, that, And that's what you, sales boost is doing is to helping people grow and moving from that raw to mature theme in our lives of where perhaps we have these talents and they're raw 
in our younger days, like your story of self-assurance. <laughs> and then it moves to a mature place where you begin to wield success with your strength. And you've shared some great examples of that with your self-assurance throughout this whole conversation. So that's really cool, Greta, thanks. You know, I have one final question for you. And this is the question I end all of my podcasts with. You know, Gallup tells us to play to our strengths. But over the years, I've learned that strengths are so deeply connected to the why we do what we do, that our strengths have needs that must be met. In fact, sometimes our strengths are something to be obeyed rather than played. That's why I call this podcast, Obey Your Strengths. Do you have a story of having to obey your strengths? You know, I do, uh, but more related to my daughter. Um, Mm. And I use this story many times to describe how I wish with my stepdaughter um, that I would have been uh, more known more about her and she would have known more about me at a younger age. Um, because I think that if I could help her obey her strengths, she's not going to listen to her parents and what she thinks or she may choose to make decisions based on what are good for her. So I think that obeying your strengths is something that as an individual, um, knowing what they are is first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You just have to start there. And so our daughter was running off to college and very excited about going and being a dentist. And she was doing what she thought she should do because it would make please other people. And we kept saying, you know, think about what you want to do. But when we understood her strengths, and Kathy, I think you actually coached her for her strengths. When I understood her strengths, I realized that her strengths related to everyone else in our family were so very different. And so she could have gone off on a path that would have been frustrating and painful and a little bit of a torture for her. And so being able to have understand her strengths and understand the paths and career paths that would suit her best has been such a positive experience for her because now she knows why that would make sense for her and she understands why that feels good. I'm going to give you an example. Okay. She tries out quite a few things because we push, my husband and I are, are very similar in our, uh, we have five strengths in our top 10 that are the same. <laughs> and are they self-assurance? <laughs> no, oh. no. That's, that's, achiever. That's I know they're definitely achiever, aren't they? I've met your husband. <laughs> the only one who doesn't have a self-assurance, but he's got all the rest. Got it. Um, when our daughter was able to understand these strengths and she tested the waters with um, a freshman uh, introduction camp to her school. It's called Fish Camp. And uh, in Texas, it's a very big deal. And so she signed up to try something new. And so trying something new for her is always just an investigation. And she challenges herself and, and kind of stresses herself out a little bit. Well, it was interesting, though, at fish camp, she felt like that was her place. She felt like this is this is what I'm designed to do. This feels right. This is something that motivates me. I'm excited. And now she's done fish camp for two years in a row. Now she wants to be uh, the leader of the entire fish camp her senior year. And she wants to push herself that direction. So she would never have 
understood why it felt so good and how to utilize this in her future career and and take this opportunity and maximize it. So not did she just try a new thing, but she identified her strengths, found something that she felt very passionate about but fit her strengths, and now she can really maximize this. And when she speaks um, during interviews or when she speaks to even the fish camp attendees, she can talk about this as well. And she can be very passionate and insightful as to um, what she's learned along the way. And she'll share the benefit of what she's learned. So it's an exciting opportunity for young and old. doesn't mm-hmm. matter your age. It's always, it's always a good time to understand your strengths. It is. That's a great quote. I think I might put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> you know, I wish that I had my, had found out my strengths whenever I was in college. So that's a really great gift for her to get started on her strengths journey so early so that she can realize where she's going to feel the most aligned to the things that she does. So that's really cool. Thank you so much for joining us today on uh, Obey Your Strengths. It was a pleasure learning about how you're using strengths at Sales Boost. And we wish you the most success that you could possibly attain for yourself. Thank you, Greta. Kathy, it's always a pleasure working with you. Thank you. To learn more about Kathy Kirsten, visit her website, kathykirsten.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-R-S-T-E-N.com. Obey Your Strengths is produced by Geekdom Media in association with Game Day Media Enterprises. Executive produced by Lorenzo Gomez, John Garcia, and Michael Largent.